Thank you for joining us today as Pastor Tim shares the Word of God. Our prayer is that your life will be touched by the Spirit of Almighty God and constant, powerful truths that can be applied to your everyday life. Let's join Pastor Tim with today's message. I want to welcome all of those who are joining us, either here live. If you're here live, you're experiencing a great time. For those that are joining us on podcast, you've missed a great start already. Uh, we're in a study of the book, The Roar of the Lion, The Church Awakes. And in this lesson, we're in chapter 14, titled The Ten Commandments. And many today are not even aware that the Ten Commandments are the very foundation of America's laws and the foundation of the lifestyle that we as Americans live. And, and with the removal of the Ten Commandments will come the removal of the America that we've all grown up in. And this is a vital chapter in our study. Uh, we're going to be taking two different lessons to cover this one chapter. Go to Exodus chapter 20. Your Bible should fall open to Exodus chapter 20. The giving of the Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20, verse 1. Then God gave the people these instructions. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol or any kind of image or anything in the heavens or on the earth or on the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and the entire families affected, even children of the third and fourth generation of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commandments. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week. That's for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons, your daughters, your male, your female servants, your livestock, any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything in it. But on the seventh day he rested. That's why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. You must not covet your neighbor's house. You must not covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. It's very interesting. But when Jesus was asked... Which is the most important commandment? In Matthew 22, verse 37 through verse 40 is, is this dialogue. And Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the second is likened unto it, Love your neighbor as yourself. Many don't realize that when Jesus said that, in two sentences, he wrapped up the entire Ten Commandments. Because commandment number one through number four 
all is about loving God. Commandment 5 through 10, the next six commandments, is all about love and honor those around us. So in two sentences, Jesus gave us the Ten Commandments. The first four commandments are talking about our honor of God. The next six commandments are talking about our loving and our honoring one another. So in two sentences, Jesus summed up the entire Ten Commandments. The only thing, and if there's anything that I ever want you to write down and remember the rest of your life, is this. The only thing that separates civilized nations that live free and barbaric nations is the Ten Commandments. That's the only thing that separates those two. America. The America that we have all grown up in and that we all know, that America has had more freedoms, consequently more prosperity than any nation in the history of the world, and it was totally, completely established to operate uh, on the Ten Commandments and assuming that the Ten Commandments was a spiritual guide to every individual that lived in America. And on the basis of the assumption that everybody lived under the Ten Commandments, our Constitution, our form of government was established. And over the years, America has had the longest living constitution by hundreds of years past any other nation. And countless other nations have adopted our constitution, and it has failed in six months, in one year. The longest I think it's ever lasted in any other country has been two years. Well, why does it work in America but won't work in any other nation? Because it was built only for people who lived and operated on the Ten Commandments. And when you remove the Ten Commandments from people's understanding, then our form of government fails to work. You just look at the city streets that vote progressive, that vote liberal in their thinking. Look at the cities that remove biblical standard thinking and look at their safety, Look at their crime rate. Look at their quality of life. Look at any statistic and compare the major cities in our nation that vote liberal and, and the area of our country that we call the Bible Belt. Let me ask you, where is it more safe? I'm not asking for an opinion. I'm asking, look at the crime rate. Where had you rather walk down the street with your wife? In the Bible Belt? Or out of the Bible Belt after dark. I mean, it's a really simple thing. I don't know why we are doing so much arguing and debating over this. Just look at the stats. Look at the crime rate. Ask any historian to name the single source of the legal concepts of the laws that govern Western civilization, and it will be the law of Moses, the Ten Commandments. That's why in our courts that hear cases that enforce laws for 200 years above the bench has been engraved the Ten Commandments all across our land. The Ten Commandments are the foundation of the laws in America. And the buildings that they are etched in concrete, etched in mortar, go to Washington, D.C., where they can't take them down or the building would fall down, the Ten Commandments are still up there. 
Look at the head of the Supreme Court before you walk in the building, and you will see etched in concrete the Ten Commandments. When you look at our laws, when you look at the basic laws of our country, laws that prohibit stealing, laws that prohibit taking innocent life, laws that prohibit lying or perjury, lying under oath, where do those come from? Where do those come from? There's only one place. And I don't know why we continue to live in this country like an ostrich with our head in the sand and not understand where those laws come from. Let me give you a quick recap of a couple of thousand years of history in the next 90 seconds. God entered into a covenant with Abraham. Why did he choose Abraham? It's very, very simple. Because Abraham chose him. Abraham, God said, I'll be your God. You be my people, and your descendants will be blessed, and they will be as numerous as the sand on the sea and the stars in the sky. History shows us Abraham had a son, Isaac. Isaac had two sons, Jacob and Esau. Jacob got the birthright, got the blessing from Esau. Jacob then had 12 sons. The brothers were all jealous of the one boy, Joseph. They sold him to some slave traders going through. He went to Egypt. Joseph was in Egypt. Jacob's 11 sons were still with Jacob. A famine, a drought came, produced a famine in the land. Everybody was starving. God used Joseph to manage the food, manage the grain inventory through a dream that was interpreted. He had enough food and access to it to feed all the rest of the land to keep starvation from wiping out the population. All right, Jacob and the other 11 sons moved to Egypt where Joseph and the food was. The family was reunited. In Exodus chapter 1, verse 8, then we read a new king comes into power, a new Pharaoh, a new leader, a new dictator, a new king comes into power. And it said they knew nothing of Joseph and his family. And they just begin to see these number of Hebrew people said, oh no, they're going to get out of control if we don't get them under control, get them under our control. And so they made slaves out of them. For 400 years, God's kids were enslaved in Egypt. God raises up Moses through a series of events to lead these slaves out of captivity and into freedom. Now, many don't think this situation through. But for 400 years, this group of people has been having children and being enslaved. Having children and being enslaved. Having children and being enslaved. So you've got generations... Of donkeys, of oxen, of beasts of burden. I mean, you're not teaching them calculus, okay? They're slaves. So you pull these slaves, these beasts of burden, you pull humanity in its rawest form, the sin nature of man in its rawest form, and you pull them out from under Pharaoh the king's rule, and Moses takes them out into freedom. Now, what do you have on your hands? 
What do you have on your hands? Who gets the food? I can tell you right now. The biggest. The strongest. Who gets the women? The biggest, the meanest, and the strongest. Who gets the young girls? Well, a bunch of little guys, they don't get anybody, so they form them a gang. So they get a gang, and they can whip everybody, and they can get all the young girls. I mean, who gets the money? The thieves. How does society work with a bunch of humanity in an animalistic form who is given into their own instincts as their guide? who knows no right and knows no absolute wrong. Their instincts are their guide. And so Moses has these out here. See, now think about this. Moses took them out from under the Pharaoh, out from under a dictator, out from under an army that forced compliance on them. You remove the dictator and what do you have? It's impossible for people to live free and to coexist. The only way people can live is under a dictator, under a communistic form of government, or under the Ten Commandments. We got a mess on our hands. Archaic, barbaric, there's no peace, there's no control. Man's natural instincts is controlling everything. He doesn't like what Moses said, so he just goes out and turns over police cars and sets them on fire. Well, maybe not police cars, camels. or um, He just sets a bunch of camels on fire. I mean, you know, when you don't like anything that anybody said, you just go and tear everybody's business up and you set that village on fire and you turn over camels and you set them on fire. It's just animalistic behavior. Say, I see something I covet, I want it. If I'm bigger than you, I go take it. If I'm not bigger than you, I form me a gang and then we all go take it. But I'm going to get what I covet. That's the way it works. Moses did... And it's so interesting as I've studied this. Moses did exactly what America did in Iraq a few years ago. Moses went in and removed Pharaoh's control over the people. America went in and removed Saddam Hussein's control over the Iraqis. Now, the only problem is we forgot one vital step. We forgot one vital step. Moses led them out, and the first thing that happened in Exodus chapter 20 was here are the Ten Commandments that we got to live by. If we're going to overthrow Saddam Hussein, then we're going to have to sit down and issue the Ten Commandments. We're going to have to come off of the mountain, and we're going to have to put a church on every city block across Iraq, and we've got to instill the gospel message in the hearts of the people if they're ever going to live free. But to remove a dictator then simply just looses a bunch of animals on the land. That's what Moses was leading. He was leading a bunch of animalistic behavior people on the land who were, as Jude says, led by their own instincts. See, there's no control over man's own natural instincts. You just look around at little children. You put a bunch of toys in the floor and two boys want to play with the same toy. I mean, whatever he's playing with, that's the one I want to play with. And if you are a mom with two kids, you spend the whole day breaking up fights, taking a toy away from one and giving it back to the one who was playing with it first, 
settling disputes, keeping the kids from hurting themselves, keeping them from biting each other, keeping them from pulling out each other's hair. Now, what happens when those 18-month-old get to be 18 years old and 200 pounds? Nobody teaches bad behavior. That's what man is born with. They just grow bigger and they stronger, get stronger. And so the destruction is bigger and more devastating. And the pain caused by others is immeasurable. That is natural man. Don't think about this from where you are and from what you have been taught. Don't, Don't think about that. Think about the fact that these people have been forced labor, not taught, controlled by the sword, you take that influence out, and now what do you have? What you have is the streets of Ferguson, Missouri. That's what you have, that you have the streets of New York City after dark. You have the streets of Little Rock, Arkansas, over in certain parts of Little Rock after dark. Let's don't look at the streets. Here's what you have, the IRS scandal. The Benghazi scandal with our Secretary of State, with our leaders. You look at the media scandals. Look at the bullying on the playground. Look at the junior high students that go in and shoot their teacher and a bunch of their classmates. That's what you have when you remove the instilling of the Ten Commandments from the fabric of society. See, you remove what controls natural man, then you've got natural man out of control. Natural man was out of control. So Moses goes up to the mountain, and here's a step that we forgot in Iraq. And here is a step that we are removing from our own nation. And we will be like the streets of Iraq in a few years. That's what we will be going in the direction we're going, removing the teaching and the instilling of the Ten Commandments. Now, here's what I want us to see. What God wrote on those stone tablets, it was not Sunday school material. It was not literature for the Baptist. It was not literature for the Methodist. It was not material for the Lutheran board. It was not Jewish. It was not Christian. It was not religious material that has no place in a secular world. The law of Moses, the Ten Commandments, gave law and order to a civilization. And you can study any nation, you can study any tribe across the globe that is not educated in some form of the Ten Commandments, and you will see them boiling their own babies and eating them. You will see them incest, rape, thieves, murder. Man is animalistic until God's law is given. And you got to understand that. Democrat, Republican, Independent, Green Party, Tea Party, Methodist, Baptist, non-denominational, liberal, conservative, thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not bear false witness. See, that didn't come from man. Men were barbaric. Men were cannibals. 
Men were adulterers. Men were killers. Until God gave the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. And still are today. Man is barbaric, cannibals, adulterers, and killers without the teachings of the Ten Commandments. The removal of the Ten Commandments from our public places... The removal of the teaching of our Ten Commandments day in and day out of every public school across the nation rates as the most foolish notion to ever gain traction in America. Because without them and without a God consciousness, you will have drive-by shootings. You will have somebody driving a van, somebody laying in the trunk of the van with a little porthole cut in it and just driving around and shooting people, filling up their car with gas. They're not even mad at them. They don't even know them. They're just shooting people. That, that's what you get without a God consciousness. No conscience, no remorse, no sense of wrong. There is no sense of sorry there is no sense of remorse because they truly don't see anything wrong with what they just did. Who said it's wrong? Who said it's wrong? You can tell me what's right and wrong. Well, Tim, I know a lot of people that don't go to church and they are good people. Well, that's very true. Let me ask you a question. What makes a person good? Identify that for I know a lot of people that don't go to church and they're very good people. Absolutely true. What makes a person good? Well, they don't steal. They don't lie. They don't run around on their wife. I mean, they don't sleep with everybody in town. I mean, what it identify for me what you think when you say they are good. See, the only thing that makes anybody good is the concepts for living life that came from the Ten Commandments. Because anybody who does not obey the Ten Commandments, you would not call them good. Well, Tim, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God. I don't believe God gave the Ten Commandments. Man came to this understanding as he evolved. Okay. Caveman, sitting around a fire, evolving into primitive man, said, you know what? I think we all should just take one wife for the rest of our life. If you think that, then you don't know men. Caveman says, we're just going to take one woman. We're not ever going to commit adultery. And we are going to support all of the kids that we father. How many billion years you think it's going to take for them to come up with that? I got an idea. Since you don't believe in God and you just believe man came to this on his own, why don't you take you a tent and pitch it downtown streets of Chicago and see how long it takes for the gangs to have a meeting and say, you know what, I think we shouldn't steal. I don't think we ought to tell lies. I don't think we ought to commit adultery. So, get, pitch you a tent 
downtown Little Rock and just sit there and for a billion years and see if those gangs ever come up, I think it'd be good if we didn't steal. I mean, come on. Evolved man did not come up with these concepts. Man did not become progressively more enlightened and come up with this idea. God gave the law of Moses to mankind. That's not religious material, and that's not a religious statement. That's the way life works. And any civilized nation operates under that, and without that, you don't have a civilized nation. And nations that have no teachings of biblical ideology, the only way you can have stability is have a dictator that mows 50,000 people down with their army and takes a bulldozer and pushes them in mass graves and say, now, did you hear what I told you to do? And turn the machine gun on the other 50,000. That's the only way you control a civilization without each individual being controlled from within the tablets of their own heart. Left to itself, nothing, zilcho, nothing, ever spirals upward. I don't know why, why, I don't know why educated people continue to talk about that. There is a law of entropy. And everybody that's ever been to school past the fifth grade understands that everything is in a downward spiral. You don't set a bunch of steel and glass fragments out in the field and come back in 500 years and there's a beautiful Cadillac sitting there. Set a beautiful brand new Cadillac out in the field and come back in 500 years and there will be a pile of crumbled up steel and glass fragments and rubber. Everything goes down, nothing goes up. Take your hands off of your house. Take your hands off of your yard. Take your hands off for about five minutes and see what it looks like. Caveman, barbaric, uncivilized people over a hundred million years did not spiral upward to the enlightenment of thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not lie, Thou shalt honor your father and mother. Thou shalt only have one woman. Barbaric tribes only become productive civilizations when the Ten Commandments are brought down from the mountain and instilled in the hearts by other people. And that's what godly parents do. Godly parents go up on the mountain, get the concept from God and say, Don't you, don't you lie to me. Don't you? Now, what, what are you doing? Put that peanut back in that basket here in this grocery store. Somebody paid for that peanut. Don't you reach over and take you a Well, Mom, it's only one peanut. I don't care if it's a half a peanut. You didn't pay for it. Put it back. You don't steal from this grocery store. See, parents go inside the mountain, and they get the concepts of the Ten Commandments, and they instill them into the hearts of their children. And because that was instilled in my heart, I would never go in a store and going down the aisle, reach over and get me a peanut and shell it and eat one peanut 
Because I understand somebody paid for that peanut in that barrel right there. See, because I was instilled with that, then I instilled that thou shalt not steal in my daughter's lives. And because they had it instilled in them, they are instilling it into my four grandchildren's lives. And that is the difference in barbaric societies and societies that live under the Ten Commandments. And that's what parents do for a society. That's what pastors do for a group that's in a church. And that's what the church does for society. That's the way this operates. When you remove that, whether you go to church or not, I'm like, well, I know a lot of people that don't go to church. That church is just full of a bunch of hypocrites. I've never been to church. I get that. But what you need to know, big boy, it is the teachings of the church that enable you to go to sleep tonight without steel bars all on every window of your house and you and your wife taking shifts sitting in the living room with a gun. It is the teachings of the church that enable you to go to sleep in your house at night. Oh, a bunch of hypocrites down there at that church. It's the teachings of the church that enable you and your wife to go out to eat tonight and walk to your car after dark. Oh, I don't go to church, all those hypocrites down there. I got it. You need to thank God for the church. Because without it, you'd be standing with your back against the wall with a gun trying to protect your very life everywhere you go. Tim, I know a lot of people that don't go to church. I get this. I know a lot of people that reap the benefit that the lifestyle the church provides for America. For all of these last couple hundred years, the majority of Americans went to church. The majority of the Americans were instilled with the Ten Commandments. And whether their kids ever went to church, whether their grandkids ever went to church, the majority of America understood the principles of a godly lifestyle. And little by little, now like an avalanche going down the hill, the majority is being the ones that are not in church. And when we get the majority of Americans raising kids that are not in church, you better not let the court make a ruling that the streets of Ferguson don't agree with. You better not let a judge in New York City decide something that the people downtown don't like. You watch what happens. You watch what happens. The concept for living is taught by those in church to those outside the church. And for America to free Iraq, to remove the dictator and not put a church on every corner was nothing but open chaos for that civilization. You can't silence the church's voice. When you do then let's don't be surprised that we have bullying on the playground. When you silence the church's voice, when you refuse to allow teachers to instill every single morning before their class begins one of the Ten Commandments, and for the teacher to say, class, before we start our work today, I want you to know God is in this classroom with us, and God will be on that playground watching over you. Whether you know it or not, God's in the bathroom with you. I want you to know today, class, God's watching whether I'm in the room or not. Let me pray over our day. The teacher prays over a day, and then they begin their day. Kid's in the bathroom before he's looking around. 
kid on the bus in the back seat, before he bullies somebody, he's thinking, God's back here with me. You don't worship other gods. Look at what the worship of cars and boats and houses and stuff has cost the American people who have other idols before God. You don't use God's name in vain. Wow, the profanity on every corner. God said he'll not let that go unpunished. You want to know why you're in such a bad place in life? You want to know why life isn't working for you? You want to know why nothing seems to be working for you? God don't let you use his name in vain and not go unpunished. Keep the Sabbath day holy. One day a week for Americans to shut down and to rest. Think about what that would do to lessen the stress, the anxiety, the counseling sessions, the nervous breakdowns. Look across America what that would do if everybody would shut their life down for one day and honor God. Honor your father and mother. Think about the billions that would save across America if everybody honored their father and mother. If everybody honored their father and mother, then fathers and mothers would provide for their kids in such a way that they would be able to honor them. Look at what string of events that would unloose. Don't murder. Well, we could wrap up the evening news in about one second and get back to the ball game. Don't commit adultery. Wow. AIDS, syphilis, gonorrhea. I mean, look, look at the billions of issues that, that are wrecking this nation that wouldn't slow down, would be stopped. Don't steal. Do you know how much cheaper everything you buy would be if the business owners didn't have to figure in a 10 to 20% theft cost? Everything you buy costs a whole lot more than it would if nobody stole. Don't lie. Think about the problems in daily life in business if everybody just told the truth. Don't even want what your neighbor has. It changed everything in America for us. Without a doubt, the most stupid, the most asinine thing to ever be said in this world was said by Chief Justice Paul Stevens on taking the Ten Commandments out of our nation's schools some years ago. Let me read you this quote. Posting of religious text on the wall serves no function in our public schools. If the posted Ten Commandments are to have any effect at all, it would be to induce children to read them and perhaps obey them. And this is not a permissible state-funded objective. I, I, I'm afraid that a public school student would read thou shalt not murder and obey it and that would be a bad thing that can't happen in public education we can't promote one religion over another folks we're not promoting one religion over another this is the way mankind lives this is the way mankind lives I got news for Justice Paul Stevens. I've got news for the ACLU. I don't care what religion you are. I want everybody everywhere I am 
obeying the sixth commandment. Thou shalt not murder. This is shocking to me. A public school's teacher's instruction guide on outcome-based morality. I want to read you this quote. Now, this is across our nation. In the teacher's manual on handling asked questions by students, quote, what do you say if a student asks you if shoplifting is wrong? The approved answer by the National Education Association, quote, I cannot tell you right or wrong. That is something you must decide for yourself. And we're shocked at the nightly news. Church, the Ten Commandments are not situational. They're, they're not situational. The Eighth Commandment, thou shalt not steal, is the way we got to live. I, I've got a continual warning for our country. Getting away from the Ten Commandments is not what we want to do. And that's not what we want to teach our teachers to avoid. We want every teacher in every grade, in every day, at every day, in every step of the educational process, infusing the Ten Commandments into the thinking of every child because we cannot police everything that happens on the playground and on the bus. Studies of teens' morality. On a scale of 1 to 10, teens were asked some moral questions. And here's a stat today for you. In studies that rate 1 to 10, teens today rated it's more wrong to park in a handicapped parking place than premarital sex. Okay. So, welfare cost to working Americans skyrockets for unwed teen pregnancy. Three million teens each year contract sexually transmitted diseases. Who's paying for all of that? That's where we are when that's what we teach. The seventh commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Tea Party, Green Party, or you just don't even want to vote because you're tired of all of the system. Here's what the facts show. The facts show society is stronger, homes are stronger, children are better cared for, poverty level is reduced, AIDS is over. I mean, just go down the list. 90 plus percent of prisoners are from broken homes. High school dropout rates, high in the 90% from broken. Just pick a stat and look at where that goes back to. All of this eradicated by the instilling of the Ten Commandments. And in 1971, the Supreme Court said the posting of the Ten Commandments is plainly religious in nature and must be removed. Don't lie, don't steal, don't murder is plainly religious in nature and must be removed. John Adams said, We have no government armed with power capable of contending with and controlling humans unbridled by morality and religion. Our Constitution, he said, is designed only for a moral and religious people. 
Our Constitution is designed only for a moral and religious people. Church, the teaching of the Ten Commandments is paramount to America. We got a piece of property right down here on Highway 7 that can't nobody tell us to take it down. And we put it in stone right out there for everybody to drive up and down. Because it is the teaching of the Ten Commandments that enables us to live the lifestyle that we live. And with every day of your life and every opportunity you have, you need to be instilling the thinking of the Ten Commandments wherever you are. Y'all stand with me. Lord, today we thank you for your laws. They are sweeter than honey from a honeycomb. They are desirable, more desirable than honey from a honeycomb. Lord, your laws are not meant to destroy us and to keep us from having fun. Lord, we love your laws. They enable us to live in peace and to live life. Direct us and guide us as we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope that you have been blessed, encouraged, and motivated by today's message. If you are interested in more messages by the pastors at CM Church, please log on to our website at www.cmchurch.com and click on our podcast link. You can also purchase series and other messages at our online store.